Sunday, February the 20th. Well, she said it's all gonna end and it might as well be my fault. Little Matchbox 20 bringing you in tonight. We keep the 90s theme going. I won't lie. After last week's pod, I think I fell asleep at about 3 a.m. Clones were doomed. Oh, sometimes that rain's gonna wash away, I believe it. Welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, We are uh, much more uh, boisterous tonight as the Cyclones have rattled off a couple in a row. My main man, Bill Finley, rolls with the ladies last night. Brent Bloom joins us on location. What's up, my man? Yeah, I actually, I heard that song. I was in, I'm in Northwest Iowa. No way. My kids, my kids have President's Day off from daycare. So we made a long weekend at the in-laws and I got Wait a minute. in the station. They don't got to go to daycare because of President's Day? I guess it's in service day. So Unbelievable. That means I gotta, I, I'm, I'm paying for it, of course. I'm oh yeah, it. they're charging you. Yeah, Damn. don't worry about that. Um, no, so we made a long weekend. So I've been up here this weekend. But anyway, I heard Matt's Box 20 from the station in Mankato. And I think it was the hit music station. So, you know, you know really contemporary up here. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's but so. I know I, so I had to watch, I had to watch the game, the games yesterday on my phone. Really? Uh, the, the I, 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 weren't we, watching? Got no, we got no ESPN plus man. Like they don't have, they don't have a, uh, they, they have a smart TV, but it didn't pull, it doesn't pull the ESPN app. So I had to just, I had to kick it like on my phone. You should have told me to, I would have let you like borrow yeah. one of my Apple TVs or something. Well, I mean, if I would have just brought my own, if I would have known that, mm-hmm. but anyway, it was, it was a, it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Just to, to see the, the beat down of OU. Shout out to our friends from MacDyne and the MacDyne corporation. They also sponsor the, uh, Corner Three podcast with Jared Stansberry and the great Scott Christofferson, who took his wife to Hilton Coliseum for the first time yesterday. I've not spoken to Scott. Look forward to hearing uh, from him about that experience. I'm sure it was special. I saw that he uh, took a bunch of pictures with some fans and whatnot. So that that that's great. Now MacDyne just is a phenomenal supporter of what we do, and we could not thank them enough. Go to MacDyne.com uh, if you're interested in, in uh, changing a career. Potentially, uh, but no, a hell of a week bloom. Like we'll start with yeah. the men. We'll get into the women. A um, little bit of college football news that we will get to as well. We got to bring up Juwan Howard punching people in the face. Yes, we will absolutely bring up Juwan Howard as well. Uh, the the men bloom. Listen, uh, there's no sugarcoating how bad things were getting after you blew that 15 point lead to Kansas State. It really couldn't have bounced back any better, though. Uh, the road win at TCU, that was a meat grinder. Kind of knew it would be with those two teams. And then really uh, blowing out Oklahoma. There, It got a little bit dicey there in the second half, uh, mainly because I think of, of what you just had happened to you a week ago. 
Um, yep. But they put their foot on the throttle. They stepped on their throats. Isaiah Brockington continues to make his stamp on being a first-team All-Big 12 player. And what a what a great win for that team. Over at Bubble Team in Oklahoma, they were the, according to the NCAA tournament, like projections that were out there, Iowa State and Oklahoma were side-by-side. And the Cyclones, you know, thoroughly dominated that game from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't think you can undersell how important this week was. And, you know, if you want to compare it, you know, was it as important as the week in New York City, Chris, that you were in, in Brooklyn? I mean, I think maybe because you were you were trending a horrible direction and you just couldn't get anything right. And then you find a way, you kind of stumble into a win in Fort Worth and then completely turn the tide against OU. And I, that's the best I've seen played all, all year. I mean, it really is. They, they, they controlled that game. And I think it was almost, uh, it was apropos that they let OU kind of get into that, get back into the game, and then took it right back to them. We said last week this team just needed some confidence. Maybe that game at TCU was what the doctor ordered, and they just look like they found a, another life this week. And it's, it's great because now – it's you know we've said it all along. Iowa State was still in the NCAA tournament even last week, and now you're in a really good spot. Yeah. I'm just checking the Ken Palm. What your 30th in Ken Palm? Net ranking hasn't been updated as of today, but you're probably in the low 30s. Iowa State had fallen to like the mid 40s, and that's danger territory. But now you include where they are from the net rankings, and plus, Chris, you wrote a really good column yesterday about how the the initial committee rankings with the NCAA, the top 16 put a great value on the quad one win. And that's, that's huge. I mean, I think at this point now for Iowa state, you've got two home games, you and both of those, you are solidly in the tournament, not even the playing game. You are like eight, nine seed probably at that point. So it was just one of those weeks where when you reflect back on this journey of a season, uh, maybe the most important week Iowa state's had since, I I mean, I I almost think it's even more important than when they won the big 12 tournament under in prome and the, uh, you know, the Tyrese Halliburton, w- Wigginton, Lar team, because this, it, my thing is, if, if you don't make the tournament, even though it wasn't the expectation this year, it would have been kind of a downer going into the off season where now you're in pretty good shape. You still got to do some work left to get there. But I think this really saved all the hard work Iowa State did in the non-conference this week. I don't disagree. I, I found myself having this um, thought in my head on the way home. Bloom, if you had to, just seeing what you've seen, you watch more games than I do these days. Just roster, okay? Not where they're at. Yeah. It, yep. Where would you rank this roster in the league? In the league? In the Big 12, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's tough. Is it 10? I mean, I think... Honestly, like, I, it, the reason I'm doing it, I'm trying to, like, decipher, like, how much this team has overachieved, right? Because I, I think that that's an important thing to... Yeah, I, I mean, so part of me was tough. driving home yesterday, and the reason I got into this, it's like, all right, are they playing that much better? Or are they just playing teams that are more on their level, right? And but you could have said that about Kansas. So that's, that's fair, right? Like yeah. that's where I was trying to decipher through in my own brain. What do you think about that? Yep, I think um, I think they're better than OU without Harkless, and I think that was extra okay easy to tell yesterday. I mean, really, OU without that extra guy, they just, they, I mean, they, they it's were close. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just didn't have, I mean, if, if Gibson's not making shots for them and the Groves brothers aren't, and it's like, well, where do you, I mean, who's, who's next? Like, I, give me, give me Brockington Hunter and whatever Kalsher can give you and, and jazz over those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think, I mean, you're right there with, 
Oklahoma State and K State. I mean, I think throw them all seventy nine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought all too. The same. I mean, they're really similar. And then you know what, TCU too. I'll, I'll throw TCU in that mix. I would agree. I think TCU's TCU's better. They've got better length. They got maybe better overall just upside, but. Uh, from a shot making standpoint, you saw TCU and it's bad. It could be really bad. Saw that uh, this week too. So I don't know. I think six through ten are all right there. I think, and even West. I'm not even, okay. West Virginia too. So really five through ten. It's it's a mess. I mean, I think the the top four have really separated themselves. Yeah. And you could you could even now see Iowa State win win Wednesday against West Virginia. Now you're you're totally out of that uh, potentially that that Wednesday night game in Kansas City. So. That's the tough part with this league. It's like, yeah, I would say it's definitely not in the top four, not in the top half, but I think five through 10 are pretty close. And I think that has been indicative of what you've seen from Iowa State this year of, you know, when they hit that wall, you can get beat by anybody, but you're also, you'll have a chance now to reel off three, three wins in a row against the back end of this conference. Yeah. I mean, realistically with what, we, I, I think this is a two part thing with what we saw this week, and for what it's worth, we were kind of on the same page the whole time. It's like, well, I know they've lost four in a row, but do you really think that they can't win at TCU? Like, I mean, that didn't yep. seem that far-fetched to me. Just like, I mean, they could very well roll, roll, rattle, have a five-game winning streak here with West Virginia at Kansas State, Oklahoma State. But, yep. like, I'm also not comfortable going into Wednesday night. <laughs> Are you? Oh, of course not. Yeah. No, I mean, what is, I mean, West Virginia took it to Iowa State in mm-hmm. Morgantown, and they just they have some things that Iowa State struggled with. So no, <laughs> it, it's a perplexing thing. It's like, team. It's, <laughs> it's it is, this it's game to game. It's like man, survive and just go to the next one because everyone is huge at this point. But you cannot you cannot get the the card ahead of the horse at all. And I don't think any Iowa State fan is. But this game Wednesday, I mean, Iowa State will be favored, but it's only going to be three and a half, four points against the, you know, arguably the team with the worst record in the conference. Um, I, to reference that column that I wrote on Saturday, I mean, I had started writing that. I was going to write it win or lose for Iowa State based, and I was going strictly off of, I just wanted to see if I could find anything in what the tournament committee did Saturday morning when it released its top 16 and the biggest notable to me to point out was Houston, um, number four yep. in the net rankings with zero quad one wins and nowhere to be found in the top 16. That one was notable to me, as was Providence, 21 and three on the year, um, five quad wins, number 29 in the net, but they make it into the top 16 at 15. And that showed me the value that this committee is putting on the quad one win. Um, not that the net doesn't matter. It absolutely does. But the quad one wins for Iowa State, man, it would have to be a monumental meltdown. Yeah, I'm at the point now, and, you know, we, we talked about it last week, and again, hat tip to our friend Chris Andringa for providing the the numbers that, you know, there's been four teams at minus four in conference play that have gotten into the tournament. I think this year is unique enough, and Iowa State's resume is such an outlier from the usual because Iowa State went undefeated and non-confident and has, and has so many quad, quad one wins. I think, I'm saying this on February 20th, Iowa State wins one more game, it gets into the playing situation. I agree with I you. Think their re- I think their resume is enough of a unicorn at this point that they have to get in. And even if they're minus six in the Big 12, because of the fact that you've got all the quad one wins in addition to 
the bubble is super weak this year. I mean, you're just, you cannot leave a team that had at that point would be eight or nine quad one wins. So I'm giving, I would say another win, by the way, five and 13 is not good to done. I think six and 12 though, you'll have a chance. And I think that I don't even think you'd need a win in Kansas city at that point to get in the playing game, but it's just such a unique year because the ACC just doesn't have the numbers. You saw North Carolina get a big win yesterday. So you're going to have to keep track of these things. Like you don't want somebody other than uh, Houston winning the American and you don't want, I mean, you can, you don't want somebody else between besides Gonzaga or BYU winning the WCC. Like you got to keep track of these things. Now they will steal bids away. But if the bubble is what I think it is, as it stands now, I think Iowa state gets definitely into that, that, that playing game situation at six and 12. So that's the good news is you've done a lot of the, this week was huge because you did a lot of that hard work where now you only really need one more win to be in that conversation. But two is two. And you're really comfortable. Like I, don't settle for one at this point. Two, and you're, two, you're comfortable, and you don't even need to worry about Kansas City at that point. Shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. They just opened up their new East Village location. Um, this is a big deal uh, because it's right next to the Capitol, and um, a lot of people traveling to Des Moines uh, that work with the legislature, all that good stuff. Uh, check them out. Uh, brand new location. Uh, gravitate East Village. Don't forget about uh, the growing location in Cedar Falls. Co-working isn't going anywhere, folks. And our friend Jeff Wood, he's a big Cyclone fan. He's a proud supporter of Cyclone Fanatic. Uh, he is a forward-thinking individual, and he is uh, stepping his foot on the gas uh, with Gravitate Co-working uh, meeting spaces. You can get the, as small as a business mailbox. You can get your own um, entire office. Check it out at Gravitate Co-working dot com today with 24 hour access all right um hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Point brings me bloom to you. You mentioned Ken Palm. I, I thought yeah. this was fascinating, and I I understand it, but I I think what it proves is how much more offense is weighted into these analytical uh, yes. <laughs> tools. Iowa State had one of the great offensive performances, perhaps in the history of Iowa State basketball, shooting 67.5% from the field, believe it or not. Like, came out of nowhere. Did, did, did you see the points per possession? No, I haven't. I didn't know. What Off was it? Off the charts. What was one it? Point, like 1.34, <laughs> which which is just insane. Like, well, I don't think – I'd have to look. I think there's maybe a couple – a handful of times where the – some of those Hoiberg teams did that. I think against Kansas in the big in the Big Twelve tournament, maybe against Notre Dame that one time in the NCAA. But one point three two is astronomical numbers, and it was honestly, if there was a game for Iowa State to go nuts and win like this, it was with a great offensive performance because it it significantly altered the metrics. <laughs> it did. They jumped from forty two to thirty, in, which is insane. In to do that on. at the end of February is is nuts. Well. It, it is. It's staggering, and it also, like, it made me look into some of these things and, like, just how dumb some of these things are. Like, the fact that, like, if you win a game by 10 or more in the net, 
it it means yeah. more. So like if you win a game by eleven compared to winning a game by nine, you get a lot more credit. And it's just and, like it's it's crazy to me. I don't I don't necessarily have a great solution to it, but that was why. It's because Iowa State finally rolled together that offensive performance and then you jump twelve spots. If they win that game, Brent, and they it's in the fifties and you win that game by three, Iowa State's still probably looking at like forty Ken Palm, right? Correct. That is correct. hundred percent. Because and in net, so they Iowa State ro- ro- rose to thirty three in net, something like that, thirty two. Okay. Uh but that has a huge component of offensive efficiency baked into that metric too. So that's why the Houston's of the world are high because they're high in both offense and defensive efficiency. Iowa's a great point that, too. Like, I mean, yeah, that's why that's I was, why I was up there. Top too. 10 offense. Yeah. Yep. So they, that's why they're top 20 in net is because they've got that, that efficiency off the charts and offense, but because Iowa state, Iowa state increased its offensive efficiency yesterday by like 30 points in one game, which is <laughs> stupid. Um, which is good, to, but so it means one thing: one, the offense has been really bad, but two, if you get if you get another good performance like that, let's say against West Virginia, you could maybe even increase that ranking even more because Iowa State's still 128th in offense. Like, there's a lot of room to grow here, which is great. Like this, that was the best possible outcome from a metric standpoint. It's not only beat up a, a team that was right there with you in the rankings, but then also just just explode offensively. And that's what has really been missing for Iowa State. The computers don't they, they don't watch the game; they just see the numbers, and so they don't they don't know the difference. But when you see one point three three points per possession, that is that is an, an insane. Like so, Gonzaga is number one in the country right now, and I think they average one point one four points per possession. So one point three two in a game against a good defensive team as well. That's uh, that's off the charts good. So that was that was incredible to see, and why. Iowa State is now safely not even they're not even on the bubble anymore. Like they are safely in the tournament as of now, barring a complete collapse the rest of the way. I want to talk about Kalsher just a little bit. I thought he had a pretty good week, and and I th- he's got agreed. He's gotten beat up a little bit, but I I really do think that. I mean, I've I've long had a theory. We've talked about it for months that if you get production out of Kalsher or Grill, Iowa State doesn't lose very often when one of those guys is good. And yeah. um, I, go, go ahead, because I thought Kalsher played a really nice game. I, I feel like he's playing within himself more. He's passing on some of those threes that he probably shouldn't be taking. The whole team is, really. The three-point attempts were dra- down drastically this week, and I think that that was by design. I want to talk about Jaden Walker uh, in a minute, but, yeah, what, go ahead on Kalsher. Yeah, so I think those two go hand-in-hand, hand, and, you know, I think, you saw a little bit on the message boards on Twitter is, you know, when is TJ going to make an adjustment? You know, what's going on here? Well, the major adjustment Iowa State has made is they've gone to this small ball lineup a lot more. I mean, look at, look at our good friend, Bob Jones's minutes mm. in the last four games. And what do you play three, three yesterday? I think he had like eight in Fort Worth. Like Iowa State's trying this lineup now where you've got jazz sometimes at the four or five, um, and Condit's been in foul trouble too. And so they've had to go almost kind of out of necessity to the small ball lineup, kind of like the Hoy- Hoiberg era, but it's worked because Brockington's held his own as a de facto four. And then Kalsher has been put into this kind of point, more of a point guard role along with Hunter as a ball handler. And it's worked well. They've been able to spread the floor. Uh, they get grill in there. They get Koontz in there. They can, they can get some more shooters and it's opened up the driving lanes and Kalsher to your point, has done a tremendous job of not settling for bad jumpers with the shot clock winding down, which he was sometimes forced into doing. Mm-hmm. 
now he's driving it, but then also looking for others too. And so they even, which I liked, is they had both him, they had uh, Brockington do it a couple times, and even Walker post up a little bit on some of those smallish guards. And that's a way to get the ball in the paint, which Christopherson talks about all the time, get a paint touch before it goes back outside and really shifts the defense around. So I think that adjustment that TJ made, if you look at the runs yesterday, the big one in the first half and the, the 15-0 run at the end of the second half, it was with that mini might line up in, which adds at the five. And so I think that's a tool. Now, the problem is when you're facing the giant teams that have two bigs, you know, like a Kansas who can roll McCormick out there with, with somebody else. You jazz can't handle those guys. Correct. So you need Condit or Jones in there. So it's not like you can play that exclusively, but against the Groves brothers. And I think even against West Virginia, they don't have overwhelming post presences. You can get away with playing that small lineup and it was very effective offensively. So kudos to the adjustment made by the staff. Let's talk Jaden Walker. I, I mean, yes, he, Listen, he's not going to stuff many box scores. The length helps defensively. I don't think there's any doubt. Jaden's done a really got, good job, Brent, of just playing within himself would be the thing that I would say. And we've we've long criticized this team for only really having two guys that could create their own shot. Jaden Walker isn't necessarily creating his own shot, but he can put the ball on the floor, which in right. – return is opening it up for his teammates. Absolutely. And so I've had a lot of people ask, well, what, what's happened to Trey Jackson? Well, I mean, just look at the minutes between Walker and Jackson over the last four games. And there's your answer. It's Walker has taken his minutes. And what Jaden can give you is he's six, five. Like, yeah. you know, when you're going that small ball lineup, you can get away with it easier when you have Walker in there instead of Jackson, because he's got five inches on Trey. I mean, it just is what it is. And so Walker can kind of kind of guard that bigger guard on the other end where Trey just struggles. He's I mean, he when he's in there, if he's not on the you know the, the small guard for them, it, he's going to get he's going to get worked over. And so Walker provides them more versatility. Plus, with the addition of he can handle the ball and he's created some shots for others, and he's not trying to force things. So it's kind of a neat redemption story. It really of, of is. Jayden, yeah, who had I mean. I mean, I think I, I don't think anybody would be surprised the way he was used in the non-conference and then in the early conference play if he would have said, okay, well, this isn't the spot for me. I'm going to move on. But he didn't pout. He kept getting better in practice. And now he's getting 15 to 20 minutes a game in Big 12 play. Like, that's really cool. Like, I think a, we should celebrate that rather than say, well, what's going on with the other guy? I, amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Especially, but I, mean, I, I mean, there's only so many minutes. See, here's my thing, because I, I, I'd like to talk about this. There's only so many minutes to go around, right? You're not sitting Isaiah Brockington. He's 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 the best player at times in the conference. I mean, him and Abaji are going to be your top two. Like Brock, that's another part here. Brockington this week had one of the great Iowa State weeks in history. I mean, he was phenomenal when the team needed him most. The guy was outstanding. And then Kausher is really helpful on defense. He's got good length. He's been more of a playmaker recently. And then. You know, at the other guard spot, Caleb Grill's pretty consistent, doesn't turn over, had good size. So, so, so the minutes have to come from somewhere. And unfortunately, it's been Trey Jackson's minutes. I don't think that means that there's a vendetta against Trey Jackson here. I think it's just that Jaden Walker has has provided a little more length. And when you're facing the size of the Big 12, it's hard to play Tyrese Hunter, Trey Jackson, and, and, and Caleb Grill all in the same backcourt. That's just super small. And so Walker gives you a little bit more of that size, more of your wing type, and I think that's the reason. The the, the lineup we're talking about that we really like here is Tyrese, 
Really, either Caleb or um, Kalsher at the two. Yep. Brockington at the three. Walker at the four. Koontz at the five. Right. It's yeah, and, just, it's, and and Walker and Bro- I mean Brockington is kind of more of the either way. Yeah, four, either yeah, either way. Big, yeah, your your wing type. I'm yeah. going off of the Ken Palm like how they had it, but you're right. I think it's pretty versatile either way. Yeah, and then even uh, so the run the run they made in the second half it was actually Walker was out. And it was Grill, Kalsher, Hunter, Brockington as your as your okay. guards. So, okay. but e- either way, I mean, Jazz essentially Jazz is your post at that point, and he's done a nice job of just being smart, not fouling, and getting in the way, for lack of a better term. And but you can do this, you can do that against the Groves brothers, and you know maybe a little bit of it against K State. It's tough though against Texas and Tech and Texas, you know these monster teams. That can roll a couple six eight six nine guys. That's where you need that bigger post presence, like a Condit and a Jones. So I'm not saying abandon no. the post guys, but I think I think this adds a little bit of a you know a different look. And I thought Iowa State's offense really worked well when you could spread it out. You didn't have somebody just clogging up the middle. No fault of Jones or Condit. It's just the nature of their position, and um, you know getting some open shooters out there. Uh, real quick, a message from our friends at the Iowa Clinic. Coming up at the end of this podcast, I recently did an interview with uh, a heart doctor, Dr. Lowell. And, um, man, I, I actually learned a lot, Bloom, because it's it's heart month. Um, it's, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize all the stuff that they have now, like tests you can do. And I didn't realize how big of a killer – heart disease is in the United States. It, it's really quite incredible. And uh, Dr. Lowell is going to join me after this podcast for just general information on this stuff, courtesy of our friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. I got a bunch of text messages over the weekend. Apparently, the Iowa Clinic commercial, uh, the vasectomy commercial uh, with me and my uh, the, the, pee, the bag of peas on my boys, apparently that's back running. Yeah, I, I so we had a little bit of a family reunion situation. My brother-in-law comes out. He's like, for, I haven't seen him in a little bit. He's like, I'm tired of seeing Williams' nutsack on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'll let him know. I had a buddy. He's like, I'm trying to work out, and all I see is Williams' peas. I haven't talked to this one guy. He's an old racing buddy of mine uh, from the dirt tracks like 20 years ago. And I heard from this guy forever, and he – um, sent me a text today before the Daytona five. He goes, did I just see you put a bag of ice on your testicles before the Daytona 500? And I was like, well, I go, I can't confirm it, but yeah, probably. I, you should be, you should be, uh, pleased that they haven't replaced you yet in that ad. Yeah, that's well, what, three years old now. We shot that. Yeah. I wanted, it was pre pandemic. We shot that before the pandemic, it, so it was okay. for the the it was for the pandemic year, and then it didn't really get used. So, uh, but we shot we shot multiple seasons. So, like we did a football one, we did a basketball with the one, we did a generic one. So that thing's ready. I, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, that thing's that, that ready is, to roll year round. That is that is not your uh, your spouse, Doctor Williams, throwing you the bag of peas, right? That's an actress. That is a local actress in Des Moines, so she got paid, and I just and they just were abusing me. I'm just kidding. I I would do anything for the marketing team at the Iowa Clinic. They are phenomenal 
and I just I love them to death, and they've well, been great to us. So no, nobody, uh, nobody says generic middle-aged Iowa <laughs> that needs a vasectomy more than Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy who needed uh, we had to use in vitro. I don't really need the vasectomy, but I mean, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so you've got you've got to look. You've got to look down. I can talk to it's you guys typecasting. about infertility all you want, but uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, be a man, go to the doctor, do all that. Um, all right, um, basketball. Yeah, so this week, um, really I, I, giant opportunity this week, Bloom. Let's not shy away from it. Um, nope. you, you're going to be favored. Over West Virginia, I bet they're a five point five to six point favorite would be my guess. Looking at the numbers right now, um, and I think let me point this out real quick. Yeah, so West Virginia has got a tough one here, Bloom. They've got to go to TCU tomorrow on Monday night. That's right. Man, that's, that's a, a makeup week, man. That's a COVID makeup game, I believe, for them. So do they? They'll probably go straight from that's interesting Fort Worth to Ames. I would guess. Yeah, I mean, so the charter, it's not like – I don't – West Virginia made a big deal about travel when they, they came to the conference. No, don't come to the Big 12 but, then. Like, come on. Well, but We should have taken Louisville flight, anyways. As someone who's been on the charter flight to, yeah. to Morgantown, so have you, Williams. Yeah. It's an extra 25 minutes. Like, we're, okay. We're not, like – we're not – yeah, we're not in rough shape here, okay? Right. Yeah. Okay, you just get an extra cliff bar on your snack tray. You'll be okay. <laughs> They've got long it's gonna leg room. Like, they're, they travel better than a lot of, like – Pretty much every like G League team does, and European teams. Oh, not even close. Yeah, all those. So the G League, they they do not travel charter. They have to fly commercial. Yeah. Uh, so outside, this is. I mean, again, this could get me off a tangent. Student athletes are pretty well taken care of, largely. Um, I mean, they're they're flying everywhere, and it's charter, and they and it, so. Point is, yes, I, I don't think it's a. I think it'd be interesting to see if they go from Fort Worth up to Ames on Monday night, that would give you a full day and a half in Ames. Or if you fly back to Morgantown, no way. you'd have to, yeah, I don't think they would do that. No now way. I think about it. No way. No chance. They do they, that. So they'll just get, they'll get some extra time at the uh, Hilton garden in and Ames. There are um, reportedly um, sightings of Bob Huggins at the Westtown pub. Uh, just <laughs> letting you guys know, apparently that, and he likes to stop in at cycle and liquors. I'm not kidding. I've heard both those things. Apparently, there's some great Iowa bourbon that he likes. Uh, he's picking up the Cody Road. He's got to stop at West there at uh, Cyclone Liquors to stock up on the Cody Road. So, um, anyways, that's coming up on Wednesday, and then at Kansas State. I mean, my I'm shooting for two and two. I know that that I would take one and one. Uh, I would be I would be thrilled with one and one, but I'm I'm shooting for two and two, bro. Yeah, I mean, sure. Or Why two and zero. I'm sorry, two and zero. Two and zero. Yeah, we everyone followed. Um, one of those weeks, you're back on track. Speaking of Cody Road, week. I've been drinking it all day watching the 500. So yeah, you, you, it was a rookie one, right? I've never heard of that guy. Yeah, the 500 sucks. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst and, uh, races of the year. But go ahead. Yeah, well, the pick you gave me crashed. So thanks a lot. Well, uh, he didn't crash. Somebody in front of it. That's that's the problem with this race. Bloom is like everybody wrecks. You could have the best car, and it doesn't matter. Like, anyways, I, I get I get one gambling pick from Williams a year, and the guy gets spun <laughs> out fifty laps. That left. guy was totally Thanks going to place in the top ten, like I had bet. I know he was. In good, I, I give you credit. He was. You know, he he outperformed where he was expected to be, and that's why I was looking for a longer shot. You gave me one. Tyler Reddick is basically Otzelberger. 
Like, I mean, <laughs> he's going to get picked 10th and he's probably going to finish 7th. Like, are you happy with related, that? I don't I don't is know. He related if, to JJ. I don't know if he's ever going to win a championship, but he's going to finish 6th and 7th, damn it. Well, he had 35 to 1 odds. I'm like, I'm riding this guy. Yeah, cuz um, dude, I got I I I felt it last night. I I I was with some friends and we were we were drinking a little bit, celebrating. We watched a women's game. We'll get to that in a minute. And I hammered, hammered Trey Young at plus six hundred. I got a boost from um, in the three <laughs> point. The and freaking Carl Anthony Towns at plus thirteen hundred just goes off. Trey like Trey shot. He shot the hell out of the ball, dude. Like it yep. was a bad beat of all bad beats, but anyways, people no, don't care. That, that, so you just don't know who's hung over so in this competition. I lost. So don't do that. Yeah, I lost some money. <laughs> That's a good point. I guess they're, they, they're all probably are hung over. Yeah. Um, no, but so I don't know what what direction we were going here, but no, it's a big week. It is because Iowa State could go. You know, you win two and zero, oh and you're you're in. Like that's it for the Wouldn't tournament. Would you rather? Isn't Saturday more important just because it's another quad one? Probably just from a pure number standpoint, but either way, it's not going to kill you. West Virginia so, is quad three right now, I believe, at home. Are they? Well, they yeah. well that that because they're out of the top one hundred now. Well, I'm just going on Ken Palm. He does not. It's not a. It's not a B game for Ken Palm. So we'll have to see where it is in the net. Okay, but. we'll see where they. That, so the, you probably you probably want them to win. Honestly, you want them to win in Fort Worth. You got to get that. You know, okay. that net That's ranking up point. Okay, I got you. There's sixty-six I mean, your semantics. Of, yeah, what are they in net ranking? I don't have the net. I don't pay okay. attention. Okay, well they're, to they're right around. Hold on, I'll get it. It's not either way. It's not going to be a bad loss at this point for Iowa State. Either of those two games. But if you get if you get both of them, you're in. And if you get one, then you hopefully get Oklahoma State next week, and uh, you're happy and content and on your way to the big dance. Uh, Kansas State 60 net ranking. West Virginia 69. Yeah, so you're 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 good. Nice. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to, to the Iowa State women. Tough night in Austin where Ashley Jones sets the all-time scoring record. Um, but then, God, they were so good on Saturday night. I mean that that performance. Something about, and I don't have a problem with her. I actually really like her, but something about beating Jenny Paracek like that <laughs> in her first Big Twelve game, like, yeah, because there were a lot of people for a long time who wanted her to replace Bill, and yeah, and she's a really good coach, and I I like her as a human, but I really like them just beating the hell out of them too. That was a fun game. I I had so much fun watching that game. I love this team. They. They have their deficiencies when you start playing like real top end talent, but they, this is right there, uh, the same deal. Uh, one of the best teams Finley's had. It might be the best. Well, time will tell on that. Uh, I do want to throw this out there. Um, I want I want Cyclone Finet. Here's the problem with women's basketball: is I'm guessing there's not going to be a uh, media outlet that will cover them throughout the NCAA tournament. I want us to do that. And I would love to see if there is a company out there that would like to put their name on it and sponsor that and support the Iowa State women uh, via our coverage from Cyclone Fanatic. 
Um, so I'm throwing that out there right now. We've already done this with Fairway is doing this with wrestling, which is awesome. So thanks to our friends at Fairway for stepping up. We are not making money on this. This is basically just, hey, cover our costs. Let us send it. We don't want to lose a ton of money on this, right? Um, but I, I, I think it's really important because I love this team. In my mind, like I want, I want to get Cyclone Fanatic bloomed to a place where we cover the women day to day, just like we do the men in football. Like I, I want that. So uh, I wanted to put that out there today uh, in appreciation for them because they are, um, they may be the most fun team to watch in all of Iowa State athletics this calendar year. I think that that's a very fair statement. I it's, I completely agree. And if the yeah, others are, if there's a year to cover them in the postseason, this is it. I mean, okay, maybe hyperbolic here, but if if women's college basketball was officiated like the NBA. Iowa State's a Final Four caliber team. That's a great point. I mean, I, I just that's it's, so it's, good. It's, that's so well stated. Yeah. Well, but it's it's maddening because they this team just can't get into a street fight like Texas wants it, or sometimes Baylor wants it and, and, and survive. And it is what it is. Like I, maybe you need to come with a different mentality. But the game, a game like yesterday, C Dub, which was very much an NBA type game, you know, freewheeling, a lot of threes, both ends. Iowa State's great because their skill level is off the charts, and basketball should be a game of skill, not you know who can who could foul the most without getting caught. So, uh, so that's an aside. That's why it was fun to watch yesterday because hey, I think this team. Real quick, what the hell was going on with the men's game? That was the worst crew I've ever seen <laughs> on it. Like, who are those guys? I'd never <laughs> seen any of them before. Like, did we get like SWAC officials? Like, what was that no, on they're, Saturday? They're <laughs> So here's the thing: when you get into Saturdays in February, right? Like, there's a lot more yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so you, sometimes you get some of the the random third wheels on crews, and you happen to get three three third wheels together is the best way I'd explain that. <laughs> okay, all right, back to the women. That, Sorry, yeah, uh, you just brought up officials, no, so it's like that came to my mind. It was awful no, on Saturday, so honestly. That, no, it was one of the worst officiated games I'd ever seen. Truthfully, you'll get worse officiate on on the weekend or at least on Saturday, as opposed to the weekday, because there's just more games. Yeah. And so your, your A-list guys will, you know, they can only go well, anyway. They, people understand that. Yep. But no, I, for the women's team, I mean, this team will be when the net rankings come out again, Monday. I mean, you're not going to drop too far. You're a two seed right now. You'll probably play at home. Um, you're definitely probably going to play at home now. And then the neat thing is there's a regional, I think in Wichita, Chris, and then there's a, the final fours in Minneapolis. So, should Iowa State make a run, like I think they can, and and usually, usually, the NCAA tournament is, is is officiated a little bit closer than the Big Twelve is, which I think could be advantageous to this team. So, I'm excited for him. The way Ryan's playing, uh, it seems like Ashley Jones had a little bit of a weight lifted off of her shoulders now that she's the all-time scoring champ, and gosh, she deserves a lot more attention to what she's done. Plus, what Donarski's doing on the defensive end—it's just a—it's a blast to watch, and you know, big week for them again. I, I get to do the game on TV on Saturday. I think it's at oh, noon nice. against Texas Tech, so one last chance to see them at home. But uh, but then the big one though—if they can beat Tech on Saturday, then they get Baylor Monday night, the twenty-eighth, which would be massive. Be a, a big weekday game this week. Kansas is playing really well. 
Yeah, and they're and they're tough. I mean, they're 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 in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So kudos to Brandon I mean, Schneider, the head coach there. Wasn't long ago so where they were a laugher, man. When you go down there, completely, there's like ten people there, and yeah, yeah. It's so that's again. I think for them, if they want to win it outright, um, obviously number one would be beating Baylor. I mean, that's that's priority number one because Baylor already has the tie break because they beat Iowa State. You're tied with them right now. Um, but if you do that, you also have to beat beat Kansas too, so you don't share it. So. Yeah, I mean, take care of business against Kansas, then it texts on Saturday, and then that sets up probably the, the winner of the Iowa State-Baylor game on Monday the 28th will win the Big 12. No pressure. There's still, some, there's still some stuff that can happen, but you're, you're, we you're around the s- conversation. We need to sell that place out. I mean, what, if, if not then, then when, right? I mean, seriously. like what? I will. Nobody likes Baylor. I will not gotta, rest until that place is sold out like that. These ladies deserve it, and they are. I mean, like, just as an example, I don't know if I've told this, but my my niece Addison is the uh, she's an eighth grader, and she's. Okay. I honestly bloom have thought about bringing her on to talk with us because she watches every second of every game. She can tell you every statistic. She is obsessed with them. Okay, awesome. and, and she's a really good little athlete. Her all her dream is to. Suit up for the Cyclones, walk on scholarship, whatever, and, and like she's got a shot. I think I, I, I on it. Like she's got a shot. She has good grades. Like she, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how things go. Well, sure. I reached I reached out to a couple of the uh, ladies this summer to wish my niece a happy birthday, and she got onslaughted with text message from these girls wishing her a happy birthday, and like it, it absolutely like made her like year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They, they just appreciate I always tell people this. It's nothing against the men or football. The women's basketball team appreciates you more than anyone. And when you show up, like they had a great crowd on Saturday night, right? Like it, it it's a, it's a different deal. I can't, I can't explain it. It's family friendly. You can get in for affordable, um, Finley's like grandpa now, right? Like there's this family feel to it. I just, I can't endorse the program enough. I, I love it. Yep. I loved, I love this team and uh, I can't wait to see what's in store for them. I think that they're yeah, going to have a really special March. Well, and then they stay around. So maybe people know this, maybe they don't. They stay around after the game to sign autographs and take pictures with yep. any fan that wants to hang out in that hallway there. So it's uh it really is. It's a first class operation. You like to see good people have success and I know the the Fenleys and the staff is really enjoying this team because he's always about the Iowa State way. And you know, I thought Randy Peterson actually had a really good column uh today and, and Bill won't like this, but his 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 name will be in the rafters soon enough at Hilton Coliseum. I hope and they do it before he retires. I do too. I mean I don't know what the protocol is here, but you know, and I don't know if Bill's even hint, hint, thinking about retirement at this point. I think he's in his early 60s or so. I think he's got but, five years at least. But but to recognize greatness when it's still active, uh, and, and this team, you know, among Fenleys is, I don't know if it's the best ever, but it's definitely in the top Bill five Finley, in my opinion. He should have a statue in Hilton just like Johnny Orr does. Well, I mean, just th- to think about how college athletics has changed and his his – sustained success in one spot for so long and do it in Ames in a women's program. That was nothing before he got here. It's just a really neat story that, you know, 
I, I know people appreciate Bill Fenley, but I think I think what he would enjoy the most if you could recognize the accomplishment of this team in particular and get out there and support them the final. I think there's two home games left, and then hopefully in the NCAA tournament, that that would be the best recognition possible. Absolutely. All right, a couple of quick hits here before we go. Juwan Howard lost his mind today. He started, like, swinging on Wisconsin assistant coaches. Uh, what do you think happens? I mean, he's got to be suspended for the rest of the regular season. <laughs> I, do, I do. I mean, what so, was his problem? Like, what? Like, well, come on. Like, so well, let's, let's back. Did you, did you read what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so, I, I had it on, like I had it on the third TV. I wasn't paying a ton of attention to it, but like, like I, I understand Wisconsin calls a timeout up 15 with 15 seconds left because yeah, they didn't want to risk of yeah. like, let, stop it, Greg. Like you don't need to Guard's do that. A punk, take the ten, like he's annoying. Too. Yeah. He is like, take the 10 second violation, give the ball back. You're not going to lose the game. I can understand why Howard was upset. And then guard kind of grabbed him in a handshake line, which I believe is somewhat antiquated to begin with. Although, you know, you shouldn't assault somebody in the middle of a handshake. I disagree. Everybody needs to be able to chill the hell out. We don't need to go away with the handshake line because like three people in one year act like morons. That's just my opinion. That's, that's fine. But I mean, (laughs) it's just like at the same time, you are, you're asking these people to calm down when millions of dollars are on the line. I get it. You know, like you're, the, the stakes in college sports have changed a little bit over the last 15 years too. So that, that should be noted. Well, this whole thing yeah, started I mean, when that kid in high school punched the other kid last year. Right. And I'm like, no, well, that was in Iowa. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we need to have the handshake line to teach kids like that. Not I, to act like idiots. Like we have to teach them. Like that's the whole yeah, point. Had, that is, that is true. Like I, 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 okay. Maybe I should miss, misspoke here. I don't think you get rid of the handshake. A lot line, of people believe that there's though, a lot, Bloom. So you're not there, out of the line there. Like a lot of people think that there's a lot of emotion in, in those situations. And I understand why Howard was upset, but man, you can't, that's like, <laughs> I he, don't know if it's fireable, but it's, it's borderline. It's, I don't think it, he, he won't get fired, but he won't get fired. Unless he there's fired, like, he will be. Yeah. Unless there's something be like suspended. behind the scenes or something that we don't know about. But it's not the first time he didn't he mix it up with McCaffrey last year, maybe, or with another big, tw- no, big 10 coach. It wasn't McCaffrey. It was, um, ah, uh, he had a moment last year. It wasn't McCaffrey though. It wasn't McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't he, mean, I didn't mean to bring Fran into it. No, he had a thing as a, as a model of decorum that he is. I thought that was pretty great. The Iowa fans that were, um, upset with Jawan Howard <laughs> yeah. on last week because he, was he got that T for yelling at the officials too much. And the, the Iowa fans were just like <laughs> flabbergasted. Like, oh, how dare a coach act like that towards the officials? Um, so the, there is an Iowa connection, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. But so the, the assistant coach that got punched <laughs> for Wisconsin was Joe Krabinoff. Okay. Okay. So one one of the other assistants for Wisconsin was trying to hold everybody back was uh, former Iowa point guard Dean Oliver. Really? Uh, it sounds like he yep. might get the Illinois State job. I, I was okay. Saw. I mean, I've seen well, his name in there. Yeah. So before. if Guard gets suspended, maybe he'll be the interim head coach at uh, Wisconsin. Although I don't know if this Guard will get suspended. Why would Guard get yes, suspended? I don't understand why that. I don't know. He grabbed. He did grab Howard in the okay. handshake. Maybe like a one gamer. Yeah. Okay. Don't uh, call a timeout there, Greg. Well, I don't feel like we. Um, 
I don't know. Do you want to do the college football playoff thing or should we save that? No, I, 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 I have nothing new. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll save that. I have a lot of opinions on that. If you are interested in that, listen to my radio show this week. Cause I'm sure I'm going to do a lot on that. I know I have a couple of national guys. I think that are going to join me this week to debate what happened last week. I think it does have some big 12 implications. Um, but all in all, I was a fan of what happened because I'm all about sticking it to ESPN and the SEC. <laughs> I'm gonna, so I, I, no, I want to be the little chihuahua, man. I'll be yipping and yipping. I'm all about back, it. Back to the the Howard thing. Who, so if there was one coach in the Big 12 that Otzelberger would be most likely to uh, slap in the conference, who would it be? Would it be anybody? He likes self a lot. He he really yeah. he really respects and loves Huggins. Yep. Uh, Dixon seems like. I feel like everybody fine. wants to slap Beard, right? Probably that's probably the answer. Doesn't yeah. everybody want to go after him these days? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of an easy, an easy target. Mark Adams is. I mean, I'm trying to think of guy he's an older older gentleman. I don't know who TJ doesn't like. I know he loved Lon Kruger. Like they were really close. Yeah. Um, him and Huggins are close. Him and Self are close. I I don't know if he has. I have no idea about Bruce Weber. I just feel like there's isn't isn't Beard the most the biggest weasel in the conference these days. I just I mean Self has always been a weasel. I mean I have my opinions on Scott Drew. No, stop it. I will I will but, take no Scott Drew slander in this podcast. None. I don't know if I call him a weasel. Scott Drew is the best coach in the country. Knock it off. And then, and then Bruce Weber is just a he's just, just a classic. Yeah, like, try, uh, dude, I tell you what, I I, I never <laughs> sat courtside with Porter Moser before yesterday. Boy, that guy is like the freaking Energizer Bunny, man. Like, he yeah, is I, I got to figure out like what's. I'm watching him. Like, what supplements is this guy on? Like, I, I mean, I, I want, is, Going he, is he doing the Campbell? At, is he got the Advocare like I, Campbell, you know, I, from back in the day? Or? I was sniffing this early. I know it's. I know it's early. This is not a fair critique of him. I don't think he's going to win there. I'd take the guy at Oklahoma well, State over him any day. Well, they play hard, but the question for Mosier is going to be: Can he get, you know, the top end talent? He's Greg that, McDermott. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see what this. I, I have not looked into recruiting at all. I don't but what Boyne can do, Boyne's been able to get guys. So I, I tend to agree. If you give me one of the, if you, if I had to pick between Boyne and Mosier, I know Boyne's going to get me players. Yeah, I, I think Mosier's. I mean, those guys play hard. They run some good stuff, but you, you can't win the Big Twelve with uh, the Groves brothers as your your best players. It was good to see former Cyclone Clayton Custer on the sideline. With the Sooners yeah, yesterday, I see that. he's a as, idiot uh, there. As Travis Hines pointed out, which I, I always appreciate, a fun fact that uh, Clayton Custer was one day younger than Monte Morris, despite being one year behind him in class. Wow, they're pretty much the same age. And Monte had a game winner this week. He did, and yep. uh, Tyrese Halliburton had a big week at the uh, NBA All Star weekend. So yeah, a lot to pay attention to. All right, Bloom, uh, get out of here. I want to talk to Dr. Lowell. Uh, we're going to do the heart. Uh, you guys got to hear some of these numbers. I had no idea, and I should probably pay attention to it, frankly. A man of my stature, 
I'm not, I'm not getting any more. I'm not getting any more trim. We'll put it that way, Bloom. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, you know, Bob Huggins, we'll see Wednesday. He, he got through a heart attack once. Uh, <laughs> Are you saying I'm like due a, for a heart attack? I mean, is that no, like, I'm just saying, geez. I'm saying it's timely with Huggins coming. You're talking oh, to the heart guy because, okay. because Huggins has been through it. Of course. Um, and Huggins will be in town. So all the best to, to coach Huggy, except for Wednesday night. Appreciate you, brother. All right. See you, my man. All right, guys, it's now time for our uh, monthly Doc Talks segment. Doc's Talk. There you go. Spit it out, Williams, with uh, one of our friends from the Iowa Clinic, often the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. And we are um, just joking around. Uh, this is a guy I probably need to get get knowing after all my years of covering Iowa State the way that I have. He's a, he's a heart doctor. Uh, he can uh, he takes care of us when we, when we get a little bit too stressed out during the cyclone games. Doctor James Lovell, he is located in uh, the big the big dog clinic in West Des Moines. And uh, Doctor Lovell, thanks for taking a few minutes for us today. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great, Chris. You can call me Jim too. That's fine. Ta- call you Jim. All right. Uh, sure. That sounds great. So it's Heart Month, sir, and um, this is a deal. That I so I've been promoting the Iowa Clinic Men's Center for a really long time, and I'm always telling men to be a man, go to the doctor, do all that stuff. Uh, what what can we do in, in this sense with uh, with heart health? I mean, as far as like checkups go, I mean, there's there's all these statistics about heart disease and uh, how it, the amount of death that it causes and whatnot. What what would you recommend for our audience as far as checkups and whatnot with that? What do people need to know? Well, first of all, it's a big deal because, you know, heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women in the United States. And one out of four Americans at some time in their life uh, will develop heart disease. So it's nothing to, to mess around with. But really, if I could drop four simple habits, I think that would be helpful for a healthy heart. One, eat a healthy diet. Uh, so we always talk about the importance of Eating well, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, whole grains, that kind of stuff. Less meats, less sweets, less fats, less saturated fats and trans fats. Number two, exercise and live a healthy, active lifestyle. We like to talk about the importance of 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week. And actually, a couple times a week of strength training. That really makes a big difference in terms of your heart health. Uh, thirdly, Deal with uh, things that can affect uh, affect the heart. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, being overweight and being obese, developing diabetes. And then number four, don't smoke. So four healthy habits. Eat right, exercise healthy lifestyle, and then uh, don't forget the conditions that affect the heart and, and don't smoke. So that's pretty, that makes it real simple. It kind of boils it down to four easy things for you. Question. Um this wasn't on my notes, but I'm just genuinely curious. You've been, how long have you been practicing in Des Moines? Um, in Des Moines over 30 years. Okay. How many people, like what is the percentage of smokers compared to 25 years ago? Do we have significantly well, fewer now or? Actually it is. I mean, there's a less number of people that smoke, but I think a couple of alarming trends, uh, vaping has really taken off. 
you know, up to about almost 30% of uh, kids in uh, in high school years uh, vape. Oh, man. And that's kind of their number one thing. Uh, they don't smoke as much uh, cigarettes, but they're, you know, vaping has gotten really big. But the overall percentage has dropped, but minorities... Um, Blacks and, his, and Hispanics have a higher uh, smoking rate. Um, um, so there's certain demographics that, that continue to have a lot of smoking. But, man, I tell you, there's nothing like somebody that comes in at 2 o'clock in the morning with an acute heart attack. And you know what? They're smokers. Hmm. So preventable, too. Um, Dr. Lovell, I, I wanted to ask you about these calcium scoring tests. Now, you guys are doing a great deal. Uh, at the Iowa Clinic during Heart Month, during the month of February, um, where you can get these uh, cardiac calcium scoring tests for $75 special during the month of February. What is this, and why should our listeners consider getting one? Well, you know, it's interesting. If you are at risk for heart disease, if you're a man, uh, 45 or woman, 55, if you have a family history, if you have other risk factors like smoking or high blood pressure or overweight, inactive lifestyle, those put you at risk. And this calcium score is a CT scan of the chest, which looks for calcium buildup uh, in the coronary arteries where the beginning of uh, plaque or hardening of the arteries has started. So you can do that test. Uh, we get a score, a number, and the higher the number, the greater your cardiac risk. And depending on the results, it may lead to other testing that could be potentially life-saving for you. I had no idea that that even existed. <laughs> Do you get a lot of patients like that, that they don't even know that's a thing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, and everybody knows about things like stress tests yeah. and things like that. But this yeah. is a nice, this is a screening test for kind of that person that's at kind of intermediate risk. That, you know, you wouldn't think they have disease. But they can do this, and it can kind of, you know, for a lot of people, it really wakes them up to the need for lifestyle changes. Well, that's a, that's a great thing. Again, that is um, the Iowa Clinic has that for $75 throughout Heart Month to uh, further assess those who have three or more of those risk factors that the doc has uh, talked about. You can call 515-875-9740. Again, that's 515-875-9740 to schedule one of those. Well, doc, we, we appreciate your time. Can you think of anything that I may have left out here for our listeners to to consider this month? Well, you know, don't uh, don't ignore your symptoms. And uh, if you have symptoms that are, are worrisome, you know, to get them checked out. We're always healthy, ha- happy to help people out. And, you know, it's hard month, so you, know, you got to think about a little bit of chocolate. So, you know, have some dark chocolate in small amounts <laughs> and uh, have a glass of red wine and because uh, that can be helpful, uh, healthy and helpful. So thinking of uh, love and hearts, uh, you know, you can have some fun too. Red wine, not white wine. Yeah, red wine is the best, but uh, yeah, in small amounts. Yeah, in moder- everything in moderation, right? So, in moderation, yeah. Thank you very much well, for your time. We appreciate your knowledge, and um, we'll hopefully we get some people to sign up for some tests. All right, thanks, Chris.